are listening to the Replant Wife podcast, a refuge for the Replant Wife to be equipped and encouraged for the work God has called her to do. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. We're your hosts, Audrea Stewart, Barb Bickford, and Darlene Dreyer. Welcome back to Replant Wife Podcast. We are so excited that you chose to spend the next 20 or so minutes with us. We are excited. Barb has put together a three-part series on longevity as a uh, replant wife. Um, But before we get into that, Barb and Audrea, what is going on in your worlds today? Well, the most exciting thing that happened at my house yesterday, or should I say depressing, potentially, um, I (sighs) finally got around to putting away my Christmas things. Um, Yeah, it's kind of the end of January as we are recording this, but I, you know, we just talked about getting through that blue January season Mm -hmm. and I just needed to hold on to a little bit more Christmas cheer. That's really what needed to happen. Plus, I know a lot of people that do that. So don't. Yeah. Well, and we also spent the majority of January sick. I think we started January with bronchitis and that's what I had. And now Mm -hmm. we're ending it with my two boys, bless them, having the flu. And I was like, you know what? If twinkle lights is what we need to get through this, so be it. My tree is actually still up because I'm waiting for um, Jimbo's been on a trip. And so I'm going to wait to let him put it away because it's pre-lit. And I'm like, if I mess it up, I'll be upset with me. Um, But, you know, I'm going to be, if he messes it up, I'll be like, oh, look what he did. (laughs) 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 Then I'm like, well, we have to buy a new tree because you messed it up, dude. That's on you. Getting Christmas decorations put away. I count that as a victory. What a great productive day you had. I I will say, though, my, my, my daughter, Magnolia, she was like, it's so boring in here. I'm like, I know. Oh. Sorry. Hey, starting up fresh. It's great. Well, the problem too is like we came from New Orleans and people would just keep their trees up and then decorate them for Mardi Gras. She's like, we could have had a Mardi Gras tree. And I'm like, I'm oh so my sorry. goodness. Yeah. So anyway, but so it's boring at our house, but clean slate. We took cash, cleaned out the garage. Um, my, it's my 14 year old. And then um, da, 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 da. Anyway. It's a clean slate. We took a whole bunch of stuff to Goodwill. So we had a productive weekend. Oh, wow. Good. Well, Mm. I promptly went from taking down Christmas decorations to decorating for a sweet 16. So our oldest daughter, Alethea, turned 16. And so um, last week, but we still have sweet 16 signs hanging all over, which kind of rolls into Valentine's Day. So I'm not too upset about that. So sweet 16, Valentine's Day. So um, we kind of took that lead on valentine's day to like decorate with those little what are those little hearts called they're like tart hearts and they oh, like, like say like you are cool. hearts. conversation hearts yeah so we yeah. have a lot of conversation hearts around because it's sweet. Aww. um so yeah um we well, have you- that and then uh, my next big news is that um by the time this airs when this airs i will just be getting back from taking 10 girls 10 teen girls on a retreat so if you guys are in the state of florida you don't want to miss the glow retreat that's annual in um, Lake Yale Conference Center. So huge retreat. We absolutely love it. Um, so that's what I'm gearing up for this week. That's that awesome. Cool. Well, okay. So it sounds like you guys have lots of decorating that's happened in your homes. Um, 
we got nothing like that going on over here in Nashville, but um, it's been, it's pretty regular, but part of that might be because I feel like I've been gone half the time since we um, moved here just in October. Um, but most recently I kind of did a little round trip to see uh, two of my kids and four of my grandkids. Um, as you may know, I have a brand new um, granddaughter little Annie, and she is now four weeks old, which I can't even believe. Um, she was a month old yesterday. Can't even believe it. But she is precious, so I got to spend some time with her and her big brother. And before that, I got to spend time with um, my other two grandkids, um, who are nine and six. And it's just a, it's a load of fun. I love being a gammy and um, makes my life very full. Um, but anyway, so yeah. Oh, everybody, everybody's life is just like the whole year is just starting to like roll into like routine, right? Like we yes. all have yeah. our things that we're slowly getting back into. I, I love it. Well, Barb, Hey, tell, why don't you tell us what we're going to discuss today? Absolutely. So today we're starting a three part series on longevity. Uh, part one today, um, is called the first 90 days. So, um, as you know, every church is different. Every church has um, come to the need of being needing to be replanted or revitalized um, for different reasons. Uh, Darlene, I know you're involved in a revitalization. Audrey and I were both involved in replants. Um, but today we're going to kind of talk about a variety of situations in which um, our, from our personal perspectives, like how things went our first 90 days, how things could have gone better, you know, just some examples, hoping to really um, give some encouragement and also just maybe some solidarity to, solidarity to um, other gals who have been in the same position. So, um, Audrea, you want to kick us off with um, our little talk about the first 90 days? Yeah. So, um, Jimbo and I always like to say, we should write a book on what not to do in replanting things that we'd be like, Hey, if you're going to be a replanter. Here's some things you should probably not do. So we had moved to Florida in 2014 with a six-year-old, a four-year-old, a two-year-old. So I was definitely in the thick of it with littles um, and Jimbo. It was almost like as soon as we got to Florida, like somebody had fired the gun, like on your mark, get set, go. And that man was all over the place, like doing all the things. And I was just home trying to keep it all together. Um, so one thing I think we would say is like, don't feel like you have to change too much and run yourself ragged. This is a, not a, you know, this is a marathon. This is not a sprint, but we had a lot of stuff, um, accomplished. Um, I say that as a whole other, that's a whole other podcast, but, um, we, let's see, when we first got there, actually my six-year-old, he's 16 now, there you go, walked in and was like, it smells like old people in here. And so, <laughs> Awful. I was like, be quiet. Um, but anyway, um, we did a lot of painting or a lot of renovation. There was um, a piece of duct tape on the carpet in the main hallway that like ran the length of the hallway. Like the carpet literally was like duct tape together. So, you know, all those kind of things. There were, I think we filled six dumpsters full of things. Um, and, and sweet little ladies ended up going like dumpster diving, trying to rescue some of the things that we had gotten rid of. I mean, so we were very, very busy. 
Um, and we, I think at the end of it, kind of expected our people to be like, wow, you did such a great job. That's so wonderful. Um, they did not. That was a lot for them. And it was a lot for us. Um, so I think, honestly, if I could look back on this first 90 days, um, I, we would have spent less time doing and more time being the church family. Does that make sense? Okay. Like, um, I, I think it took a toll on us mentally and physically that wasn't honestly just wasn't really necessary because we got in there like ready to roll up our you know shirt sleeves and you know fix that carpet paint those walls get rid of this trash Mm -hmm. um instead of really getting to know our people and figuring out hey this is what we see what do you see um so uh if you are feeling run ragged or if you're just starting out um pace yourself friend like don't don't wear yourself out and then also don't wear your family out you know, make sure you are, oh, yeah. you know, good. On. but I know you guys have more to say about that. Barb, tell me about your first days, 90 yeah. days emotionally. For sure. Um, when I think about our first 90 days, it, it's looking back on it now, it almost seems surreal. Um, it was a, a bit of an emotional roller coaster, to be honest. Um, we were excited like you guys to get there and to like dig in and get things going. But sometimes, you know, looking at the amount of things was seemed insurmountable. Um, just there were so many things to be done. Um, but we were trying to connect with people on an emotional level, trying to really get to know them, spending time with them or trying to spend time with them. Um, and at times that was pretty challenging because I'm sure as you guys have experienced, not everyone else, you know, not everyone you're trying to connect with really wants to connect with you, at least not yet. Um, because you know, they're not going to immediately trust you. They, it takes time. Um, there's definitely a necessary time of trust building that has to take place. Um, I don't think I was prepared for the emotional and even physical toll that just trying to build relationships would take. Um, and not to mention like I, so I'm an introvert. So spending time with people is taxing on me emotionally and or can be and um that translates into a physical um response as well and so it sometimes it really took extra effort for me just to want to do the basics let's you know we need to go meet some people again oh we have you know three appointments this afternoon because we went you know in homes and met people and so it was pretty exhausting um i think that it's important to know yourself and like if i were giving myself you know that self those those many years ago some um advice today i might say you know pace yourself know yourself um don't feel guilty for being exhausted just by getting to know people like that's okay um you still have to do it i'm still in favor of like we can do hard things push yourself out of your boundaries but also um you know, just think about it in a way that, um, or go about it in a way I should say that is a little more, um, like for me, it helps to be methodical sometimes and schedule, you know, schedule is important. So anyway, just a suggestion, Darlene, what about you? Yeah. Okay. So our first 90 days, um, we came into it a little bit different. Like we're in a revitalization. We're not in a replant. And so, um, we kind of came in with a little more of a, of a slow, um, start. And 
because of who I am. Um, I, I'm a leader and I can tend to say this is speak with authority and then like, this is it, you know? And so knowing that about my personality, um, my husband and I discussed that I would not take on any responsibilities for the first six months. So ours went a lot longer um, because I could run in and be like, all right, I'm going to leave the women's ministry. And then not knowing and not being socially aware, I would have just like hurt 10 people's feelings. Or I would be like, oh, we need to decorate and this and that. And I wouldn't take into consideration Aunt Susie's memorial fund flowers or, you know, whatever those kinds Mm -hmm. of things are, because I'm a doer. I I get things done. And because I know that about myself, we decided that I wouldn't do anything for six months. And that really, we we weren't intentionally saying that six months I was going to get to know people. Um, but that was the benefit of waiting six months to do anything. So I didn't decorate, I didn't do women's ministry. I just kind of laid back, offered, um, you know, to help somebody set up for a party or help, you know, do things, but I just watched and I listened and I heard and, um, you know, and people are going to kind of banter back and forth about the last pastor's wife, pastor's wives. And so I kind of got to hear a little bit more about what they liked and what they didn't like. Um, not that any of those conversations should be had, but you can learn from them. Um, And so just watching and waiting for those six months was a phenomenal opportunity because then I was better prepared to do the ministries that um, were open and available by the end of the six months. Um, I think the other thing that uh, all three of us, you know, we were going in expecting for things to change. Um, We watched our husbands go through seminary. Some of us did do seminary. uh, So we were trained to do things. And so by the time we get into the church that we were called to do, we're ready. We're boots on the ground ready. Um, Mm -hmm. But the people that were serving, they didn't go through all of those trainings. And so they still have to be um, uh, trained to do those or brought along on the path or the journey of what we need and what we need to do now to get to the end result, the vision later. So a couple of things that I just wanted to point out to um, the replant wife is we can't ask the body of Christ to change without first examining um, our own heart and our own motives. And so a couple of scriptures that come to mind of um, putting off the old self and putting on the new self, like we've got to do that in our own hearts and our own body and our own minds um, before we can ask the church to change carpet or, you know, update their flowers or, you know, because that's putting off, you know, even though those sound silly, those are still things that we're asking them to put off and then put on, you know, more modern things, um, things that are applicable or that people can relate to in our community. Those are still things that we're asking them to do. And so first we've got to do it in our own heart. And so Ephesians chapter four, verse 22 through 24 says, put off the old self, which belongs to the former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed by the spirit of the mind and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God and true and righteousness and holiness. Then in Colossians, it says, don't lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed and knowledge after the image of its creator. Um, Again, in second Corinthians, it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things passed away. Behold, all things become new. Therefore, if anyone in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is passed away. Um, And then my favorite one is in James chapter 1, verse 21. Therefore, get rid of the moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent. 
and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. So I think that this is like the heart of it. Going into a replant is that our hearts got to be right. Our hearts got to be molded and like Christ in all things. Um, and that will give us the patience to wait those six months. And mm-hmm. that will give us the, the um, perspective that we need um, because it's not about the carpet, right? It's about how can we get the people in this church to love like Christ and right. we want to love each other and then get out into the community and love our community so much that they cannot deny the saving grace of God. And that is, and that is our goal. So, so one, I would say you've got to work on your own self. You've got to put off the old self, put on the new self, and you've got to work on your own heart before you can ask the church to do one thing. Um, and then realize what in the church needs to be changed biblically versus your preferences, right? So carpet, flowers, those are all preferences. Um, But biblically, what are our teachers teaching? You know, those kinds of things need to be prioritized and what we're going to change. And so we can, it's really easy to get caught up on the things that we can see change. We can see change in the carpet. We can see change in hymns versus contemporary music. We, We can see all of those things and we can like mark them off of a checklist of like, yep, I did my job. I did my job. I came here to change things and here they are. But really we've got to like work inside the heart of the people and to get marriages right and to get our Sunday school leaders um, teaching, you know, biblical truths versus, Mm -hmm. you know, the latest pop culture thing that's going on. Um, So really recognizing um, biblical change versus our preferences. And then the final thing is loving one another, going in there with a heart to love the people God gave you, that that is the group of people that the Lord gave us to shepherd and to have love for them and to consider those people that are there part of the inner circle. And I love the verse, um, John 13, 34 says, a new commandment I give unto you that ye love one another as I have loved you, that also that you would love one another. And What's so intimate about that is Jesus is talking to his apostles, his his disciples that he had been walking with for three years. He's talking to the inner circle. He's not talking about, oh, just go love on the cashier. Yeah, that's what we should be doing. But that verse is specifically for that inner circle, that group that you are taking through the journey of replanting, that the goal is to love one another. And if that is our goal, it, you know, it's so easy to get pitted against one person or the other person because somebody said something about your husband and, you know, they don't like the way your kids are not wearing shoes or whatever it is. It's so hard. I mean, to put all of that to the side and just say, you know what, God is commanding us to love one another. Um, and so anyways, those, those are my three things about the first 90 days. It's really about our own heart for Absolutely. sure. Loving others for sure. I think a lot of times, um, like you said, like it comes down to relationship, you know, um, how do we love other people? You can love people without being in relationship with them, but it's a lot easier to love them when you are in relationship with them. And so building those relationships and we all do it differently. Like, um, for me, I finally figured out like my sweet spot was, not in a whole group of people. It was one-on-one. And so I had the opportunity to meet together with, um, some of them were young moms. A lot of them were newly married moms, couples, single moms at different times, one-on-one, you know, we would just go for, um, coffee 
I don't drink coffee, but you know, go for, I started to say go for a drink. Well, we weren't going for a drink when like people say that. But. Yeah. I know. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you a for clarifying, Barb. Drink. That's what you're going for. A coffee spot drink. That's well, Barb, drink. One of the things that I love about your blog, because this is about the first blog post that you po- posted is that um, you, you talked about things that other than church. And I think that that verse in John where he's like, love one another as I have loved you. I mean, they they fished together. They, yep. you know, they walked many, many miles together. And I think in modern day times, you taking the time to go get a coffee drink with a friend <laughs> or somebody in the church and to talk something other than church, like you get to a deeper relationship and yeah. it's, it's just like social media, right? Social media, you can just, people will just like you know, jet out whatever it is on their mind. Like they don't use a filter to talk. Um, right. And it can be very hurtful. And I think without that deeper relationship with people, even in the church setting, we might critique or be critical of one another because we don't know one another very well. Right. Right. And I think that really pointed out in your blog, that personal relationship, um, you can go a lot farther, a lot longer, um, with that being the foundation. The other thing that I really liked about what you had mentioned in there was the strategic information that you received when you went to the people's homes. Um, yeah. Tell us about what you found out when you went to people's homes where they Um, lived. Yeah. So nobody, so we did this at my husband and I both together at the beginning of our, um, definitely within our first 90 days. Um, We wanted to get to know people. And so, and the church and the way to do that, like we said, building relationships. So we went into their homes. um, And the very first thing we noticed before we ever arrived at anyone's home, because we, you know, had all these appointments set up and their addresses, nobody lived in the same neighborhood as the church. So we were like, well, that's odd and interesting. Mm -hmm. And Very common in the replant world. This is very common issue. Yes. And so um, some of them had previously, but maybe had moved, but um, a lot of them just didn't. So they were kind of out of touch with what was happening in, in the neighborhood of the church, so to speak. But the things we learned from different people um, as we were spending time in their homes is that they, they did want change in their church. Um, what they meant by that was they wanted their church to grow. Um, obviously, they didn't know how to to achieve that, which is why they were in the position they were in. Um, but we learned who, you know, who, like I mentioned in my blog, who the power brokers were, so to speak. Yeah. And um, and there are always those people in your church. We learned who um, had been there the longest and who... Mm-hmm. Were, who the people were that were staying through thick and through thin, no matter what. They had seen all the pastors come and go. They'd seen the pastor's wives come and go. Um, they had um, been there, you know, with their presence, with their serving, with their finances, um, committed to the work of God. We saw other people that um, just sat back and they were there, but they expected to be able to consume, you know, what was happening. They wanted to tell you as the pastor, you're, you know, you're their employee. You, they want from their perspective mm-hmm. and they wanted you to tell you what to do, but also um, didn't really want to get into it with you, you know? Yeah. Like, so here's, hey, nice to meet you, pastor. Here's your to-do list. This is yeah, all my yeah. things to I'll talk sit about. Back and wait to see how you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but so it was really interesting. Um, but I think it was super helpful because um, it gave 
um, them an opportunity to get to know us a little bit as much as they wanted to. Some people asked lots of questions about our lives. Um, honestly, a lot of people didn't ask anything about us. Um, mm -hmm. And so as they wanted, they could get to know us um, initially, you know, mm -hmm. um, but it just gave us a good understanding of where our church was currently, where our church had been and where they hoped our church was going. Um, right. Now, interestingly enough, you know, a lot of people say they want change. Uh, people that have been in church that's declining often do want change. And what they mean by that is they don't want to close their doors. They want their church to grow in numbers. They don't necessarily want to do anything different. Um, mm -hmm. But part of that, I believe, is because they don't know what that looks like. They don't right. know okay. how to do that. And it's fear that can be scary, Yeah, you know. But yeah, y'all, this is some really good stuff. Um, I wish I that we had all had this, con you know, hindsight being twenty. Can you say twenty twenty <laughs> anymore? I feel like that's like triggering. I don't know. <laughs> Learned a lot from the past, but oh, maybe. Maybe. wishes looking that backwards. I could. Words. No, looking back, um, mm -hmm. I wish I would have had this conversation back with you guys in two thousand fourteen. Um, mm -hmm. but of course, none of us would have known any of that. But Right. Because um, if I had it to do over again, our first 90 days would have looked a lot different. I would have taken a lot of the advice that you guys are saying right now, definitely would have prayed up a lot more um, and, and you know, put on that armor of God even more so. Um, really accepted and given myself a lot more grace that as a mom of a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and a two-year-old, there was a lot I probably had no business, you know, carrying. I did have a little bit better boundaries um at that point but it was uh anyway i would have changed a few things there um but i love both of you just sitting back and just listening and getting to know your people um just the same way is like if you walked into your um your doctor's office and he's like okay let's do surgery and you're like whoa i'm gonna need you to give me let me give you a little bit more information about myself before you start cutting things away um that's a good analogy Mm -hmm. Honestly, I mean, because I feel like that's honestly what we kind of did. We just got in there and we saw problem after problem. We can fix it. You know, we were just little miniature Bob the Builders there um, and fixing things that might not have even needed to be fixed at that moment. You know, well, definitely at that moment, but some of them might not have had to have been changed at all. Um, and definitely pacing yourself, you know, realizing, hey, you're going to wear yourself out. If you keep going at this pace, yeah, there's a lot of stuff to be done, um, but it doesn't necessarily have to be done today. Um, taking care of yourself physically, emotionally, um, mentally. And um, then after you've done all those things, then you can get to the duct taped carpet and the, <laughs> and the paint For on the sure. walls and changing all the things. But just stopping and listening and making sure you're hearing clearly from the Lord. So, um, guys, this has been great. I have loved this episode um i'm really excited for our our part two um coming up uh managing expectations bless oh yeah because every like <laughs> talking about you know i feel like especially as a pastor's wife a lot of times people look at you as a position and not a person and mm -hmm. not as a child of god um and so next our next episode we're going to give ourselves um uh, permission just to be an actual person so that's what we're going to do forward to it Yay, All right, so excited. Good. 
Thank you for joining the Replant Wife podcast. I pray this is a refuge for your heart and a place to be equipped and encouraged for the work God has called you to do.